Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. That's podcast, coupon code, store.untap.com. Check it out. And, as always, if you're not yet, follow us, subscribe, ring bells, leave a review on your favorite podcast review site of the show. Be honest, we can take it. If not, we'll make fun of you, but in a fun way. So, don't worry about it. Seriously, though, give us some feedback, follow things, hit bells. We appreciate it. Uh, it means it means a ton. Every time you do, I eat a piece of cake. But don't worry, it's only me doing that, not John, for reasons we'll go into now. So, John, what's happening today? What's what's going on? <laughs> Brilliant segue, Harrison. <laughs> it it's it, it reminds me of how old I am when I say this, but it was a mm. long time ago, uh, subjectively mm. and objectively <laughs> a long time ago that I learned I have diabetes. I was serving in the United States Army and I assumed like so many young soldiers that I was invincible and uh, reasonably so. I was 18. I had never experienced pain or trauma before <laughs> and I would have never guessed that diabetes was going to be the thing that changed my life or even kicked me out of the service and then had me looking for a brand new line of work. That's uh, a pretty big commitment they have to get you when you're young uh, to sign a five-year deal to be a soldier. And uh, before I knew it, I was, I was looking for a whole new line of work. And there was a lot of bumps and adjustments. But dessert beers were nowhere in my line of thought at the time. I remember asking the doctor, like, how much pasta can I eat before this becomes a problem? And, and the doc was pretty cool. And uh, all jokes aside, like, diabetes isn't technically a joke. But – I use humor to overcome everything and I've been doing it for years. But <laughs> one thing everyone thinks of when I say I have diabetes, like, Oh, you can't eat cake. Sure. Neither should you. Um, cake is generally, <laughs> generally not a good thing for anyone to consume, but we often use sweets as a means of celebration or comfort birthday parties and cakes and, and graduation parties and, uh, Wednesday um, is sometimes a good <laughs> reason to celebrate, but dessert beers kind of become a bit of both for me. I love pastry stouts and I make sure to keep them for special occasions, which sometimes is Wednesday, but I'm grateful for the recent trend, which allows me to enjoy two of my favorite things in one singular can or bottle. So if you have diabetes, it's still worth mentioning that these beers pack a punch both calorically and a B V and alcohol. Yep. <laughs> they pack a hefty punch. <laughs> um, so uh, make sure you grab your diabetes, uh, grab, grab your insulin, <laughs> check your blood sugar. If you don't have diabetes, just stick around and celebrate with us. But remember if Harrison eats all the frosting off of your cake, then it's just a snack. And that's a right. nice little shortcut. If you happen to be eating cake with Harrison, but why am I talking about sugar so much? This is a beer podcast, Harrison. Well, we wouldn't have beer without sugar, John, and <laughs> these beers we're drinking tonight are no exception uh, to that. Um, so let's talk about that. What are we doing? Well, first and foremost, 
we're actually celebrating one of Untapped's new core badges. So the wait is over, folks. We've been waiting for a while for these new badges to release. We did so uh, about two weeks ago now, and one of them is called Dessert Time, which, as John's alluded to, celebrates pastry stouts. And so the description of the badge reads... Marshmallow, chocolate, apple pie, cakes and cookies catch my eye. Churn that butter, twist and shout. Put it in a pastry stout. So, tell us the tale right there. Better than Dr. Seuss himself would. Um, a bit of a nursery rhyme. Love it um, for something that is childlike in its sweetness, but adult-like in its ABV-ness. If we're going to turn that into a verb tonight. <laughs> Keep that term going. Let's yeah. do it! <clears throat> um... But yeah, this is a a badge that's been voted on, asked for forever by the users, so excited to finally have it. Makes sense. This style's exploded over the past couple of years, sometimes literally in the can before you get a chance to drink it, but that's we'll save that for the Fruit of Berliner episode um, to dive into more of that. But simply put, all you have to do to earn this badge is check into five-room beers with the style stout, pastry or stout imperial double pastry on untapped, which there are... A ton. So many, in fact, that we figured, why just drink one beer tonight when there are two of us? Let's have two beers. Let's get our pastry on. Thank goodness for insulin. What are we starting with, John? What are you going to be pouring tonight? Yeah, I'm going to start with a beer from Westbrook Brewing. Uh, we just did an event with them uh, through yeah. North Carolina grocery store, Lowe's Foods. This wasn't part of that event. This no. beer... Uh, I've been sitting on for a while. It was a gift from Colby, who nice. works at Untapped, and and he does some help w- with you as well. I think uh, doesn't he, Harrison? He does. Works at Osner too. We're in the Osner team. He's a great dude. He loves his sports. Col- you probably read his, his blogs about it. Yeah, the Untapped blog. He's breaking down everything worth breaking down the sports side of things. Unfortunately, a Houston Texans fan. But anyways, thanks for the beer, (laughs) uh, Colby. And it's finally time. It's a perfect time to celebrate with a dessert beer. So the one I'm drinking from Westbrook is maple syrup bourbon barrel aged OFYMD. There's Mm. a lot of fun we can have with trying to figure out where that name comes from. We talked to Ed Westbrook on the uh, virtual beer hunting. The, The name's seem to come from a lot of different places. I'd be curious uh, where this comes from, but anyway, it's not about the name of the beer. If you're, if you're looking for it on (laughs) untapped, it's maple syrup, bourbon barrel aged O F Y M D. It's a pastry stout. It's ABV Lee rating is 12.8%. So it's a, it's a big ins and (laughs) very ABV Lee in this, (laughs) in this, and it's a 22 ounce too, which it takes me back a couple of years. I'm really grateful that we don't see these as much anymore. Oh, but wow. Look this at is that. A, this, I think this should technically be like a beer uh, beer for sharing. They did yeah. share the making of it with Evil Twin. They helped out nice. in, uh, in collaborating on making yeah. this beer. And the description, pastry meets tiki. A mm. pina colada style stout Ooh. aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels for 22 months. Wow. I'm scared. I'm scared to try it. I'm going to pour it into a glass and slowly uh, get, kind of get some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's right. That's one. While does. I'm working on, 
this Harrison, what are you bringing to the party? Well, you were kind enough, John, to keep the pay it forward as Colby did to you and give me a beer I've wanted to have forever. It's got a little bit of a of a, that whaleness. I want this beer super bad um, allure around it. Um, double stack from Great Notion Brewing Co. So they're kind of imperial breakfast stout, if you will, maple syrup stout. They call it a maple stout on the can. It's got our long-lost relative Bigfoot, a.k.a. Gigantopithecus <laughs> right Big. there. That's right. I know that guy. He owes me money. Um, <clears throat> but uh, enough about that. Let's talk about the beer. So it is an Imperial Double Pastry Stout. Comes in at 11% ABV. Carries a 4.39 rating on Untapped. And from Great Notion, they say Double Sack is our Imperial Breakfast Stout fermented with an irresponsible amount of maple syrup and aged on whole bean coffee from local organ roasters. So got all the, the needs for a, a, a breakfast stout, everything you need for one, and uh, the ABV to to boot. So we're both kind of diving into the deep end here tonight and, and really... Really just riding that pastry stout train right to a nap live here for you all to watch. Wow. So as wow. I, I pour mine and get a face full of, of waffles, <laughs> John, what's uh what's happening over there in Pina Colada Tiki Stoutland? What's what's happening? Tell me about this crazy sound of beer. It's there's uh here here you go, Peter Bolt who listens from Korea. There's a lot going on. In this one, <laughs> like a lot, I could say that five times and not even get to the tasting portion of this beer. The legs on the glass, mm. like after I sip the glass, there's yeah. so much residual sugar in this beer. It like coats the side of the glass for a while. That's how you know you're getting into something good. The nose smells like 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 a mystery of old sweet anger, and the flavor. The tiki part, I'm kind of grateful for this because like a pina colada pineapple stout was right. a little bit scary for me. And I don't get much of that pineapple in the first sip. We'll see what happens as this warms up. There's a little bit of coconut and it's it's like condensed brown sugar surrounded Ooh. by this oozy, boozy. It's good. It's good. This is going to be a fun podcast to drink through. It's a, re- <laughs> it's a really big beer. <laughs> Um, a big I would say this bottle. probably this probably ranks about four, maybe five units of insulin to get through this one. Right. Uh, if there are if there are any diabetics listening, sorry. Um, that sounds amazing. An- another way of putting that, it's like twelve Rattlers or six Rattlers or something <laughs> worth of beer. If we're if you're using a, if you're more of a Rattler unit of measurement kind of guy, <clears throat> um, that sounds awesome. Cool. Um, how's double stack hitting you? Maple is one of my favorite adjunct or flavors in the world. That's an awesome uh, new glass you got there, Harrison. Right, yeah, picked it up at Hay Beer today. They're a retro little kind of tiku without the bottom. I'm sure there's a better name for it, a snifter kind of. Bottomless tiku bottomless sounds tiku. pretty cool. That sounds hip. It's right. also a cool bar name. It's a cool bar name, <clears throat> cool band name. Anyway, so this is wild. I wasn't joking when I opened it up. 
uh, the whole, it was like someone blew up a bunch of waffles in the same room. What it smells like really, if I get really specific though, for the one person that'll get this, it smells like, remember that cereal waffle crisp? Did you ever come across that as a child? We were poor growing up. Well, this is, I mean, this came in a bag and was on the bottom shelf, I think. This was bulk. <laughs> this was bulk cereal. Yes. Cereal in bags. <laughs> I know this. But there, I mean, so it's it's a it's post made it. It's it was kind of like I guess their attempt at going after cinnamon toast crunch and whatever. Um, it it, it kind of it smells like that. It's like this intense, and they had to create those. I'm sure maple syrup flavors with intense chemicals. This is real. This goes to show you how much is probably in here, and they do say an irresponsible amount, but. It was it was kind of surprising how much like waffles and syrup filled the room from just opening it, and that's what I'm getting. And it, and it stays true through the actually drinking it as well. It's tons of waffle maple syrup flavor. You get a little bit of the coffee on the back end, kind of like traditional kind of dark brewer baker's chocolate coffee notes. Um, but this is like right, like a like a waffle beer. This is amazing, and it does not taste like eleven percent. Thank goodness they legally have to put the ABV on these these beers because I'm my own worst enemy here. I, I would just inhale this if I didn't have a small voice in my head going, "You have a podcast to do. Don't you know what that you know where that road goes? You, you should take no your one time gets with drunk this. on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Never, never in the history of anything." Um, but thank you, John, for sharing those with me because this is wild. I mean, it's it's this is delicious. And so the the beers we're drinking today are labeled on Untapped as pastry stouts, right. which is important because I've had a lot of stouts with adjuncts added to them. But the only way that you'll earn this uh, this new core badge is by making sure the beer that you're checking in has that pastry stout style associated with it on yeah. untapped yeah and absolutely here's a question i want to ask you harrison we're talking about in my beer pineapple and coconut and maple and your beer it sounds like maple and coffee what's um i'm going to put you on the spot if you can as a culinarian what's a good unused ingredient that you don't see enough of in a pastry stout hmm well Really, I mean, if you're looking at pastry stouts in the simplest terms, just being kind of like an unofficial beer style that is mimicking like sweet, rich, dessert-like things. Um, I mean, I wonder if someone could make like, and I fact, you may have given me, I think it was a sour beer, but like, where's, I want, I want the, great, we got dark stouts and stuff, jump, obviously it's a pastry stout, jumping in on this, where's the carrot cake, where's the... The carrot cake pastry stout. Someone make me taste carrot cake Ooh. in a glass, and uh, you know you have my attention. So I haven't seen it yet. It's probably out there. I mean, if I've learned anything, it's that if I've thought it up, seven brewers have already made it. It's and already it's been around for years and <laughs> all that stuff. But um, but that was the first one that came to my head. Was where are the carrot cake stouts? Give me the carrot cake stouts. What about you, John? Anything come to your to mind for you of what's been underutilized in this pastry stout game? The I'm going to borrow from you and, and say like cream cheese or cheesecake. Mm, and in, yeah, I sure, think right. it's disgusting, 
to think about, <laughs> to think about like a cream cheese stout. That sounds right. gross, but right. I would definitely buy one if I saw it on the shelf. And oh, I, yeah. I, I think it's that like kind of tangy cream cheese flavor that you get yes, in the carrot cake frosting cool. or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it would taste like, but yeah, probably wouldn't. I mean, like I said, I would, I would, I would gladly try one. And it, for for pastry sounds for big, these are 11, 12, 13 almost percent for this one. Yeah. I'm not looking for a six pack. I just want a, right. one one really fun beer for a day or a night yep. or, or, or a good morning, <laughs> whenever you're listening. Right. A pre nap, a pre sleep. Whatever happens next is sleeping. So cancel your plans, jump on that pastry stout, grab your insulin, all that fun stuff. And this is a brand new, well, yeah, a couple of weeks old yeah. badge for Untapped, Harrison. How many have, have we got any data on? Have, have people started unlocking this already, or is they there have. any particular yeah. favorites? Not surprising, right? Jumped right on it, and again, it's such a popular style. So already, as of us recording this, there's about six thousand unlocks of this brand new badge. So really cool to be checking in on it so early in its existence, and it's one will. We'll keep tabs on and and stuff and probably revisit next season, if not sooner, because there are just so many interesting things going on in this gigantic, really pretty open-ended style. But some highlights so far from breweries that are grabbing a lot of these check-ins. It's kind of all over the place, but Basqueland Brewing uh, in Spain, their Chocolate Clouds holds the number one spot um, just barely. Uh, above Northern Monk, it looks like they did like a collaboration with Emperor's Brewery and Saints Croissants and Culinary Concepts and Imperial Banana Cronut Stout. Cronuts! Wow, that's a good one. A flavor that I would yeah. have said I need more of, but ah, oh, but Northern Monk is that wow. their they the Patrons Project series they do? That's it. That's indeed yeah. It's one of the the Patrons Project series. So that's. An amazing addition, cronut and banana coming together. It's one of those happy things you didn't know you wanted or never imagined until you sipped it, I, I would think. And uh, a bunch of people not tapped no. And after that, a collaboration between Humble Forager and Untitled Art, their trail mix stout, and then actually Humble Forager themselves is stargazing with 8th Street, which I imagine is a collaboration with 8th Street, or 8th State, excuse me, um... Let me look into that. But yeah, some really, yeah, it is the 8 State Brewing Company. So um, some pretty impressive entries so far. Um, that most recent one, Stargazing with 8th State, is a pastry stout packed with toasted coconut, roasted hazelnuts, Madagascar vanilla, vanilla beans. The beer is working and toffee. So what else have you seen, John? Do you take a look too and see anything that jumped out to you of some of these early movers in the uh, the pastry stout badge game? Yeah, one that um, I saw the name of uh, R. Shea Brewery out right. in, I think they're in, they're in Ohio. I want to say they're in Akron, Ohio. Cool. Um, and I, last I looked into R. Shea's, they were kind of small, like taproom only, but it was nice mm-hmm. to see they were in one of the top 10 beers that helped people unlock this badge. Um, I saw a beer from the brewery, like the brewery, those guys, every beer they make could almost be a pastry stout if, if only they wanted to apply that style. I think the most exciting thing that I see here is when we, we've done a lot of badges like the beach, the beach bum badge where you had a lot of kind of big brand beers in there. And it's really cool to see this one, every one of the 
beers and breweries that's helping people unlock this comes from like a really cool, small craft brewery. And I'd imagine that makes sense because if I was distributing across the entire country, it'd be hard to get enough maple syrup, right? That's right. The whole, you have to grab the whole state of Vermont and shake it into your mash tun. (laughs) And that's impossible. Um, at least in the current dimension we all live in, but yeah, definitely ingredients become a barrier for what used to be hops, but yeah, now pastry stouts probably, I don't know if there'll be a, I'll probably be drinking my words, but a a nationally distributed brewery that can crank out a pastry shot. Stone's probably doing it as I speak, but whatever. Good, great. Yep. Um, But uh, yeah. Going into Kroger. We'll take all these cakes, all these pies, load them up. We need them for something, right? (laughs) Put them in the truck. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely an expensive beer to make, but um, uh, delicious. I mean, it's, there are, innovation is everywhere you look in this industry it's so fun uh to to be alive now and um and and getting to drink it all speaking of drinking things ourselves how are we doing on this brand new badge you may be asking well let's find out john how's it how's it going with you on the pastry stout the dessert time badge so far yeah, since the badge is brand new, I don't feel too bad admitting yeah. that I'm at a level four here. And since the badge is brand new, I also want to clarify that I haven't drank 22 pastry stouts in the last couple of weeks. Good. That would be medically Dangerous. inadvisable. Nope. Um, but uh, what happens when we, when Untap releases a new core badge, if you, in your user settings, if you've selected to enable retroactive badges... When I checked into my first pastry stout, it went through and tallied every pastry stout I've ever drank. And immediately I started at level four for this one. And I got some really good help from Wicked Weed a little Mm -hmm. while ago. They released a four pack variety of pastry stouts. And it, it was fun to drink through and also just about gave me a level up drinking through that. Yeah, uh, which that took a while. Back. They were in my, they were in my fridge for about four months, but right. um, <laughs> yeah, a celebratory beer. Aren't they all, but I don't know. Pastry sounds one of those things where I'm probably not going to order it during the game or Ugh. any random time. I'm going to like this beer, have it in, have it in my closet for almost a year before I, find a reason to open it. What about you, Harrison? I know these aren't typically your yep. style. You're more of an eat your pastry person and I'm That's jealous right. of that, but I know. Yeah. Well, I know. Do I, I still, I eat I mine too. I, I, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I know it's hard. They're, I mean, tough to resist. Well, they didn't taste so good, but then yeah. no one would care about them. Probably kale. Right. There's That's a reason we don't I, drink kale right. stouts. Right. We didn't live in the woods, huddled by fires, terrified of saber-toothed tigers for hundreds of thousands of years to now not eat awesome pastries and <laughs> celebrate the freedom of being in an air-conditioned house and not having to worry about anything. So we've made it to the top, and the top looks like pastry stouts. That's the that's the preferred meal of an or and pastries of an apex predator. Um, if we're all Sweet, honest, please. right. Just get and just slowing us down as the, as the bears grow in numbers, we're all going to be too slow to fight them when they finally make their move. But enough about that. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I have not earned this badge yet. I have retroactive badges enabled and really the only pastry set I've checked in on untapped is another one. Thanks to John. So I like to think I'm helping <laughs> you out. 
removing the pastry sauce from your home and drinking them <laughs> myself. Uh, pastry works from Froth Brewing out in Buffalo that you brought back from from visiting there, which I was much uh, or acquired much appreciative of that. Um, that's a it was an amazing beer, and it's on the badge for this season of the podcast. So if you've grabbed a two. Good on you. Make sure to check it in so you can keep leveling up the drinking socially badge. But I mean, I'll you know I I mean I say yeah maybe I mean this is amazing. I mean if this beer the double stack qualifies, great. Give me well I guess it won't help with the badge much. It's different beers, but um, give me things like this in the winter, which in North Carolina lasts two weeks, yeah. um, and I'll I'll make my way through it. But yeah, it's not it's tough. As I sit here, knowing it's the sun's going down, it's still ninety degrees out to to want to drink a big, thick, sweet stout. It's tough to get there, but again, this is amazing. So, what do I know? Let's love this podcast, making me try different things all the time. So, we're working on it. This will be number two of two when I check. This I'm beer. honored to help you Thanks with the both job. of. I guess if if you want to <laughs> help level up your dessert time badge, just go. Find a diabetic person, make them your beer drinking friend. Right. Help them. It's, help them and help yourself. Yeah, you'll be doing us all a favor and yourself uh, in the badge game. Here's a, a quick tangent, Harrison. Mm. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather that all desserts tasted like beer? So I'm going to pollute your donuts and your coffee cakes, and they're all going to taste like beer. Or would you rather every beer taste like dessert? Which is fun sometimes, but this means oh. your lagers taste like carrot cakes. Yeah, always. And that I can't I can't live in that world. You know, whenever we jump in these would you rather is I always kind of put my journalist hat on and my detective pipe and I say I ask questions. I gotta see, I gotta <laughs> feel it out a little bit. I'm like a right. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? I'm just, a, I'm just in a dark room looking for the switch, but I gotta the light switch, I gotta find out. What's going on? So I guess I hear this. All desserts taste like beer or all beers taste like dessert. Maybe I don't have many questions here. It seems pretty self-explanatory. I would, you know, I mean, my gut reaction is, right, I need a lager that tastes like a lager. Otherwise, what are we here for? What are we doing? But um, all desserts taste like beer. I did see recently that I think it was Cedar Creek Brewing um, out in uh, Martinsville, Indiana, started making beer ice cream. They have like a machine they pour their beer into, mix it with some gel, and then it becomes ice cream. But they say don't call it ice cream. There's no dairy. It's, they, they, they called it something that a marketing person would go, I can't yep. believe you just said that. It was like, you know frozen beer on a cone which isn't doesn't sound exciting so it's beer ice cream kind of beer cones um, yeah. yeah but uh so that was that was curious to me um that, like that was a dessert itself built like uh today's like beer but for me I, I mean i think this you know as, as much as i'd be curious that you know right at the end of the day i grab that donut and it tickles both the pastry thing and the beer thing i think i'd be I'd be a hundred more pounds probably and just be imagine that bar people cheersing donuts and cakes and like ch- chugging. How would you, ch- can you chug a cake? I guess you just kind of inhale it when you're celebrating yeah, you like someone's birthday. Right. You're kind of, that would change bar culture. It'd be much messier. 
we probably all have every our, like, piece of cake is only three bites big. right if you no yeah, matter if you what. believe in yourself enough yeah. that's right every piece of cake, every beer can be two sips every piece of cake can be three bites i'm with you there but i'm just trying to imagine this this world we all live in where we're going to bars that are now dessert bars i bet like custom bibs with a little catcher that would be a market to get in early there kind of Vera Bradley, you have your own custom bib, and it catches your cake for later, and your cheers in your buddy's uh, promotion. <laughs> Tying your bib on. That's right. Having some lobster? No, I'm having beer cheesecake. Oh, okay. Good for you. So that's, I mean, that just sounds like, you know, we're six months away from no one can walk, and we're all, you know, just having a goop move around our rascals because we've put on a thousand pounds, but... Who knows? Maybe our bodies would adapt. I think all dessert tastes like beer is dangerous. All beers taste like dessert is is not what I want. But I guess if I, uh, I guess if I have to pick one, I'm going all desserts taste like beer. Sure, more beer, great, whatever. More beer all the time. I just can't lose my lager. You're right, John. You kind of said everything that needed to be said at the top of this. At the end of the day, I need that crisp, crispy boy, that crispy kid sitting there saying. Yep. Now's the time. Punch out. And really, what I was asking you is, do you like beer more than dessert? And I guess your your answer I I shouldn't be easy. But yeah, right. uh, I'm glad that you went with beer. I know because I'm more. I mean, if it was, and maybe I handicapped myself here because dessert. Right, we're talking obvious stuff like cakes and whatever other desserts that I can't think of. Pastry, though, that sends me to breakfast. That sends me to like. Uh, croissant that's covered in icing for some reason, or a donut, a cronut. That's tougher for me to walk away from. I kind of, I may need those. But we didn't say that. We said desserts, sure. I guess I'll give up cake if it means I can keep my lagers, and and that's it. That's the hot take there on the would you rather for me. Here's a a real hot take follow-up. When you said it previously, if you want to hit the back button and go back like 30 seconds, Harrison called it a croissant. Is it when you're out and about or entertaining family? Um, and I'm asking you listening as well, if you want to hit us in the comments, if you're on YouTube, is it croissant or croissant? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's go. Let Don't me answer know. it on the air, Harrison. You've already messed yourself up, you Frenchman. You I let probably it out. did. Did I? Yeah. The, <laughs> you said croissant. That's right. You didn't quite get into like three years in Paris, oh, but not, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Didn't start telling you about all the time I spent overseas. Yeah. I'm not that, I don't want to be that guy. Um, yeah. cause I haven't spent any. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, this Bigfoot juice is getting to me. It's making, it's making my brain tickle. Speaking and, of, <laughs> yes, tickling your brain and traveling. Uh, there's That's a it. place I want to talk about that is not Let's do it. French. Um, okay. It's but but I'm going out of my out of my wheelhouse here. There's a bar called Tap Tap, mm. and it's either the beginning of a really scary film, like that's great, like, right. right? That would petrify me. It's uh, in the house. It's a it's a it's just a bar called mm. Tap Tap, and it's in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Which I'll admit, working at Untapped, I'd looked at Brazil as like. Yeah for a while, like a wasteland for craft beer. Like it wasn't, uh, Brazil hadn't quite embraced push innovation and in craft beer right. years and years ago. And, and you look there now, there's, there's yeah. brewers, there's, there's uh, the one thing I don't understand how to pronounce is that they generally call their taps or their tap houses chop, 
chop houses. Right. And I think that's just a, a Portuguese thing. I, I wish I understood better, but I'm asking if you know the answer, help me out. But we're we on a feature for this week, our verified venue highlight, a bar called Tap Tap out in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Carlos has been running this bar since 2018. So he's got some years under his belt. And the quarantine affected him like it did so many of us and our favorite drinking places. Mm-hmm. But Carlos, not content to sit by and watch, pun, he actually started producing content for other people to watch. And it's kind of taken off. Like anybody listening or watching this podcast should have heard of the brewery Other Half. They're pretty outstanding. And Carlos and TapTap actually had Other Half on their Instagram doing a live stream, talking about beer. I can't even get Other Half here in North Carolina. (laughs) But So the reason we're highlighting TapTap today is because it's hot out and perhaps – Maybe we're getting close to some sort of summer travel season, Mm. and Sao Paulo has become a place that you can go and experience great beer. And TapTap has maybe the, if not some of the best local Brazilian beer on offer as well. So if things do go well and you're able to and you're looking for a place to go get away for the summer and Sao Paulo comes up, please check out TapTap. If you live in Sao Paulo, I'm jealous. Um, but in that case, definitely check out tap, tap, go in, ask for Carlos, have a beer, check it in on untapped. You can pull up their beer menu and you can see all the, it's almost all Brazilian beer. When I looked at their menu at the time we were recording this Harrison, when you start to travel again, if that ever happens as a, as Mm -hmm. a father and, uh, an old man. But when, yep. when you do travel, when you go out someplace like you were in Asheville not too long ago, what right. do you do? Are you, are you looking for like a, a bottle shop or a brewery that you want to go to? Are you usually, does that influence where <clears throat> you travel to? Yep. Or right. I mean, usually right. You're right. We're going as a family somewhere. So I kind of bit the reverse. I find out where we're going to go and then jump right on untapped and figure out where's the closest bottle shop. Where's the closest brewery. There's one right there. It's, you know, half a mile from a hotel. Hey, honey, I have an idea of a hotel we should stay at. And then I <laughs> recommend that. And there we go. Put the kids to bed. Just at trying the end to of the help. Day. And right. Just, yeah. I'm going to go grab, I'm going to look around. I got to make a phone call. Then I go look at that brewery. <laughs> so it's, that's really, that happens a lot. I'll jump on untapped all the time, whether we're going somewhere new, somewhere we've been, you know, whatever the case may be. And, um, and see what's closest to me. What can I, how can I influence where we go on this trip to be closer to some awesome bottle shop or some brewery? Um, Asheville was a great example of that. I mean, we went to the whale, we got to hang out with those guys, got to go to the blue door um, nearby. That was a great, it's a great bottle shop. So, and that was not by accident to those that we literally were like, had a house in between uh, both those, uh, those towns. So, um, it, uh, yeah, untapped, check untapped where you travel. You can't book a hotel through it yet, but maybe you can, uh, influence which hotel you get to based on what you find at untapped. So, um, that's a little, sure. A little pro tip for me. Um, you can always be a couple steps away from an awesome beer spot. If you know where to look, speaking of looking and beer and things that we drink, John, what was the best beer you had this week? You know what? The first thing that comes to mind mm. is a beer that I had from a brewery we're going to be talking to and featuring on the podcast soon. 
True Colors Ooh, Brewery. Yes. I got a like an unlabeled kind of pre-release can of their True Light Lager. And nice. to the best of my understanding, it's a light lager. It tastes like that. But what I really liked uh, talking to some of the True Colors team was the mission behind this brewery. I mean, yes, I was drinking a light lager. It was hot out. I was in a really happy place. But as I was drinking it, I started to like listen and learn about what they're doing. And it just, it kind of made me feel like I was doing something good while I was drinking a beer. And that is by definition, it's a win-win. So true light uh, is what they're going to be calling it. And we're going to be featuring them on the show pretty soon. And that was the first beer that came to mind, Harrison. What about you? I'm going to throw you under the bus and say that <clears throat> it's probably a hot fly beer because it's getting into summer and I haven't heard their name in a while. But what do you got? Mm, yes, usually you're right, John. I, I'm kind of guilty of talking about hop fly or maybe flying machine. I, I brought up Dissolver before this week. It was all three. So I was living my best life over the uh, 4th of July weekend in between cans of uh, Gansett and crushing it like Quint. I went through this really cool triple collaboration <laughs> that uh, the Dissolver, Hopfly, and Flying Machine did where they wow. each brewed, they brewed an IPA, a double IPA, and a triple IPA um, together. So it was like, a, again, a, a triple collab, which is is amazing all kind of playing off of of this inside joke i don't get yet but maybe the internet understands it more about something with a duck one of the beers is called it's actually a duck grinder um i don't know what that means Another beer i think it's just called it's a duck so lots of duck jokes which i get coming from new england myself fuzzy baby ducks was a really big kind of early um New England style IPA, they called fuzzy baby ducks were, I don't know, because it kind of, the beer looked like a fuzzy baby duck. It was yellow and fluffy and whatever. Is um, that the one that used to be Gandhi to that story, Maybe. The Gandhi bot <laughs> was the beer. Now it's G bot. So that was their double IPA uh, with yep. Gandhi bot. Yep. Um, but fuzzy baby ducks is their, is another, is a New England they make. And they also make, double fuzzy baby ducks. And I think they even do like super fuzzy baby ducks or something now, a bigger one. But anyway, I, I enjoyed the, the fly machine hop fly dissolver collabs had all three. They were amazing, but the whole theory was to kind of get behind, you know, to build a similar beer. So the same base malt, same hops, but, um, but then kind of jack it up, make a, a single IPA, a double and a triple, and adjust the hop bill um, size accordingly. So the beers all had similar characteristics, but the ABV kept going up, up, and up. And I had a great weekend, lots of Independence Day, lots of me yelling at aliens on the TV. The kids don't get it, but they will. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it was a, a, a great time had by all. But that was, uh, wasn't what I was expecting the weekend to be. Just thought it was be light lagers and grilling, but... Hopfly and Fly Machine Dissolver sent me down a path. I'm happy they did. Um, a really cool collab collaboration um, that, yeah, I've never seen before. Um, kind of done that way, where three breweries get together and make three different beers that are kind of similar, kind of different. Um, but so today, jumping to the, the present, had a blast, had dessert for dinner, 
we and we're still alive, so that's good. Our pancreases haven't dropped out of our bodies yet, but I guess the night's still early. There goes John, super banning the beer. Um, oh, <laughs> that was a it's risky. It's the bottom of the pastry stout <laughs> that have the most uh, flavor. That's where the pastry just a cake probably down there by now. Just a whole like a parfait, the bottom of the parfait. It's the best part. Got to work for it though. Um, had a word to grab that maybe someone learned something from, and uh, yeah, I got to take a virtual trip down to Sao Paulo. Tap Tap looks awesome. I mean, you're right. Every brewery that's on that list right now are the ones that I've heard of from Brazil that are doing impressive stuff. So they've come a long way fast in that uh, that craft beer world. Uh, that was cool to to hear from them. And maybe we'll be talking to Carlos soon on Instagram. So stay tuned. Follow us. Or you're supposed to follow us. Twitter, Instagram, podcast on untap.com, wherever you follow podcasts, jump on there and and do so because we're you know, we're trying to do fun stuff for you. And you know, leave a comment, reviews, however you want to reach out to us, great. Do it. We want to hear what you want to hear about. Um, yep. And uh, yeah. Just get it. Just load up Untap's social media yep, with keep going. croissant versus croissant. Please, um, yeah. make them Hashtag make them wonder what the heck is happening. Right, yeah. just yeah, make ha- croissant trending. Just just comic croissant. Let's do that <laughs> for a week. <laughs> um, and coming up next week, next Wednesday, we'll, when we greet you in the morning, get ready for it. We're gonna have some of the folks from True Colors Brewing on the podcast. They're gonna be talking about their mission, their beer, and how they're planning on going from who is True Colors to, oh, I can get them in my local store or bar, uh, hopefully all before the next year. So I'm hoping to learn a lot from them about what they're doing and what they're trying to do with that brewery. That's right. So fasten your seatbelts and wax your moonroof for that one. But until then, everybody, cheers. Cheers.